0: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. Thank you for joining us this afternoon on Twitter, at Locked On Bengals at James Erpine. Subscribe, iTunes, Audioboom.com, 40,000 listens to the Locked On Bengals podcast if you have yet to subscribe, please do so and do so right away. We're bringing you daily coverage of your Cincinnati Bengals throughout the offseason, draft, free agency, etc. You're not going to get this anywhere else. So do a favor, share it with your friends on social media. Every like, share, listen, it's really appreciated. This is something we launched back mid-season or not at the st- right after the season started. After the Denver game we did our first show. This is our 84th show, over 40,000 listens. Thank you guys so much. And uh, let's keep it going. And one way to do that, uh, on Twitter, by the way, tweet me any questions you have about the draft free agency. Suggestions you have, what you want to do with the show. Because I I think this is interesting. During the offseason, fans have great ideas or they have unique ideas or or ideas that that are going to draw interest. And don't be afraid to voice those. That's why I say the Twitter handles at the beginning of end, heck, even in the middle of the show. Also, if you have more than 140 characters on your chest, you can email me, rapine at iheartmedia.com. Do that. I promise I'll either respond on here, I'll respond via email, anything like that, because you never know which way it can drive the show. I want to make the show entertaining for you. I like your thoughts, and uh, let's do it right now. Let's go to the email and... Zach Williams emailed me, JamesRapina at com, and he emailed me. It was really interesting because I've talked about Andy Dalton the past couple of days, and I'm not going to do that today, and, and I think the Bengals should be on the lookout for an upgrade if one's available in the draft or in the draft next year or the year after that. They shouldn't settle just for Andy Dalton. I don't want them to settle at any position, at running back, wide receiver, quarterback, and you can go back to yesterday's show or, or Monday's show and get my take on that, And Zach poses an interesting question. He says, listening to your most recent podcast, you mentioned that Andy Dalton is slightly above average, that he'll need weapons around him and a perfect storm to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. You also mentioned that the Bengals should draft a running back. With that being said, what are your thoughts on the Bengals drafting OU running back Joe Mixon? It's a touchy subject for some, but... One that will be addressed in late April for sure. I agree with that. In most opinions, Mixon is the best back in the draft. It's debatable, but he's certainly up there. As Paul Daner Jr. Jim Osarski mentioned in a recent podcast, someone is going to draft this guy. I would agree with that. And immediately the team will be better. He compared him to Tyreek Hill from Kansas City. To support your argument, Mitch, uh, he says Mixon is a matchup nightmare for linebackers and safeties and will aid Andy in identifying coverages pre-snap. Do you cover him with a corner or a linebacker when motioned out of the backfield? If the linebacker follows him, it's man. If the cover corner goes, it's zone. Do you stay in base defense when the Bengals go 21 personnel? His addition will change the way defenses play Cincinnati, which will make Andy's job as a facilitator easier. Not to mention the Bengals will add another weapon outside of A.J. Green. My thoughts. Well, Zach, it's interesting, and I appreciate you breaking down how how Joe could potentially – Joe Mixon could potentially change things. I think the Bengals do need an elite running back. A guy that can come in and be a game changer. That's why I haven't ruled out Dalvin Cook at 9, Leonard Fournette at 9 in the first round for the Bengals. That that's exactly why because to me the offensive line's better than what we think it is and they even last year they played better than we think it did. Andy struggled some with new coordinator, not a lot of outside weapons. A.J. Green went down, Eifert obviously down, and he didn't have a great running game. And Andy's not an elite talent, so you're going to put uh, have to put a lot around him. So if you don't have an elite quarterback, you want elite position players. You have one in A.J. Green, I think you need an elite running back. So let's get to Joe Mixon. Where does Joe Mixon fall? How's Joe Mixon? What are the Bengals going to do with this guy who got in trouble, punched a girl in the face, broke her jaw, got in trouble, was... Uh, suspended from OU for a year, from at least what I've heard. I haven't looked into it a ton. Here's the thing. Joe Mixon projects as an uh, elite talent in this in this class. The off-the-field issues with Joe will bump him down, knock him down. He's 20 years old. We saw with Adam Jones last week my thoughts. 33, 34-year-old, declining talent, probably not worth the headache. Probably not worth the headache if he's going to continue to get in trouble, which he is, which he has, with a big contract. When it comes to Joe Mixon, 20 years old, elite talent, a guy that projects to be really good, had a slip-up, in a big one, in a big one, and one that isn't forgivable, and I'm not sure Oklahoma handled it right, I'm not sure Joe handled it right, but it's... Here's the thing with the Bengals. If if they interview him, and I'm not going to talk to Joe, if they interview him and feel like he's put that behind him, he's a different person, he's grown from that, and nothing ever like that will happen again, then the Bengals should consider drafting Joe Mixon. That doesn't mean in round one. That doesn't mean in round two. But the bottom line is if... Joe is evaluated as an elite-level guy. And when I say elite, he's obviously what? Let's say, let's say he's third on the running back list of prospects for the 2017 class without the off-the-field. Let's say he's behind Dalvin Cook. Let's say he's behind uh, Leonard Fournette. So let's say Joe's third. Mid-first-round grade on Joe without the off-the-field. The field the off the field's going to bump him down. Now, if he interviews well, he could have a second-round grade from teams. Heck, a, a, a low first-round grade from teams. So where does he fall? If he's there in round two, do the Bengals say, you know what, let's go get this elite guy that would have went top ten had this issue not been there. He's interviewed well. We know what we're getting. We, we feel like he's moved on from that. He's grown up. We talked to his coach, his family, et cetera, et cetera. That, that, that'll be the interesting thing is where he falls among NFL teams. Heck, he could go mid-round one still because – I know they'll take some backlash, but as fans, you have no problem. The majority of fans have no problem cheering for a guy who's punched someone in the face, punched a woman in the face. Am am I wrong about that? Adam Jones did. And you could say, well, he was provoked and, and she put the glass up to his face and blah, blah, blah. He still put his hands on a woman. I took calls about Greg Hardy for over a year after he was convicted of domestic violence charges. He allegedly, but I, I mean, I I don't even know if I want to say allegedly. Greg Hardy picked up a woman and threw her on a couch full of, of guns. Like, Greg Hardy's weird, man. I've talked to former teammates of his. It's a weird dude that did awful things to a, a woman. And now we're okay with that because he's a really good pass rusher. Now we're calling and saying, is Greg Hardy the missing piece prior to the 2015 season? Should they get him? And then after the 2015 season, I even got calls. Well, he was okay for the Cowboys. James, do you think the Bengals should take a chance on him? Obviously that hasn't happened. It doesn't look like Greg Hardy is going to get back in the league because his talent did not outweigh the headache. Joe Mixon his talent projects to outweigh the headache, the off the field, if he's going to stay, keep his nose out of trouble from now. And to, until, And I, I bet you he'll be a round two, round three, lowest round three. He'll get picked. And, and he'll get picked, and, and it's because, one, he's an elite talent. Two, he's going to get, whether or not, trained to say the right stuff in interviews. He will say the right things. And when you see a special talent, it just takes one coach to fall in love. You don't think Johnny Manziel, this is the the biggest miss I've ever had. I thought Johnny Manziel was going to be really good in the league. And I don't shy away from talking about this because I I, I think it goes a long way in explaining that we don't know everything about what the Bengals do or what NFL teams do during the draft process, so we can't knock them and say they got it wrong the day after the draft. And, And we still do, but it's hard to because we don't have all the context, all the interviews, et cetera. NFL teams knew that Johnny Manziel had issues. I mean, I, I thought he liked to party, you know, liked to hang out. He's a college guy, but I partied in college. I also never had the issues Manziel did. So I, I assumed that he would grow out of it. Clearly, the issues were a, a lot bigger than that. I, I'll tell you a guy I got it right on, Tyron Matthew. I thought he should have been a first-round pick. I watched that dude. He made plays all over the field, kick returner, punt returner, and kick, kick uh, as a gunner. Not to mention all the forced fumbles and the SEC and tackles. He's just a monster. Making plays all over the field. I was like, man, I don't care that the dude likes weed. Get him on the team. He will grow out of that stuff. Ended up falling to round three. Bengals picked... I'll never forget it. When when it was announced that the Bengals picked Margus Hunt over Tyron Matthew, I, I was shocked. I saw it on Twitter and then it was announced on ESPN. And I was just like, ugh. Because... The Bengals hosted Matthew for a visit back in 2013, I believe. They hosted Matthew for a visit, and I I remember talking to a few people down there, and they loved him. They loved him, and for some reason, they loved Margus Hunt more, and Matthew didn't end up here. He ends up in Arizona falling another round, and man, I I thought with the the 53rd pick, I think that's where Margus Hunt went. I I thought that that was uh, Tyron Matthew all day. But it didn't turn out that way. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But uh, with Joe Mixon, the Bengals will certainly interview him. They'll certainly take a look because I think they need a running back. I think they feel like they need a running back to bolster Andy, to bolster the offense, and to really give – I've been tough on Ken Zampezi, but to give Ken Zampezi a fair shot as well. Because let's be honest here. With with a an okay to below average offensive line, and that's what they were at times last year, an okay to slightly above average quarterback, and your A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert banged up, your top weapons, no running game, you're going to struggle. So what they need to do is they need to load up on weapons. I agree that Joe Mixon will be in, in the running here. I agree, by the way, that they're going to add another weapon opposite A.J. Green. They better, Zach, by the way. I appreciate the email. And ultimately, Joe Mixon, what they'll do is they'll interview him. They'll evaluate him at the Combine, his his measurables, all of that. There's rumors that he could run a 4-3, and they'll give him a grade. And if he's the best player available with that grade, and that grade will take into consideration the -the off-the-field issues, then Joe Mixon will be drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals. I believe that. Again, if that grade lines up, that means that he has to fall. Let's say they give him a third-round grade. That means that Mixon has to fall to them in the third round, and no one that has a second or first-round grade that they have ahead of Mixon is available. The Bengals like sticking to their board. They do it to a T. Cody Cor is a perfect example of that. I think they had a fourth-round grade on him. Jake Fisher, Cedric Abwehi. They had first round grades on both of those guys. That's why Jake Fisher was picked in the second round because they were shocked he was still there. So the bottom line is you look at Joe Mixon. Yes, I could see him on the Bengals. Yes, I could see them taking a risk on him. Yes, they will certainly consider it and interview him because that, they'll do their due diligence. They will and yeah, absolutely 100% a team. I don't know if it's the Bengals. A team will draft Joe Mixon in April's draft. Whether it's in the the first round, which is, a, a, I doubt it, but you never know. Team could fall in love. Second, third round. I, I don't think he gets past round three. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast on Twitter at Locked On Bangles at James Erpine. You can also excuse me. You can also email me at James Erpine at iHeartMedia on. Well, I said that wrong. Like it's a Twitter handle. James Erpine at iHeartMedia as well. So I, I look at. At this draft, and that's kind of the point I was making about the quarterbacks the past couple days. I want the Bengals to take the player that's going to give them a boost, be an upgrade. If Joe Mixon is the upgrade, if you think Joe Mixon's going to be able to stay out of trouble and upgrade your roster, go ahead and do it. If you think Joe Mixon's the guy that's going to come in in round two or round three and upgrade that running back room so much that, that you can't pass on him, then you do it. Because... The fan backlash will will die down some the moment he makes plays. The PR nightmare, well, if he doesn't keep getting in trouble, then it's a success story, and we all love those. We all love the second chance story. We do. Like, Ray Rice, I'll be honest, post-Ray, like, Ray Rice, after he did that awful act where he punched his now wife in the face, he's done virtually, at least as far as I know, everything right off the field, everything, everything he can do. He's he's helped in domestic violence issues, donated money, donated time, customer customer service, uh, community service. Like he's doing all of these things. But the reason he's not back in the league, the reason he's not gotten a shot to get back in the league, it's because he averaged like three yards of carries last year because he looked washed up then. Joe Mixon at 20 years old is not washed up. Joe Mixon at 20 years old is not even in his prime. Joe Mixon at 20 years old is going to get a chance in the NFL, and that chance could come with the Cincinnati Bengals. Do you have an issue with that? I will be happy to take your tweets, emails on that. James Erpine on Twitter, also at Locked On Bengals, and you can email me, James Erpine at iHeartMedia.com. Again, thanks to Zach Williams for that email, and that's just an example. Of one way this show will work. I got that email, let's see, today. Today at 11.54. So it, it's not like it it, it can't... It, I'm recording this right now. We're an hour and a half later. And I uh, got that email. I'm like, well, let's scrap what we were going to do. And I'll address Zach's question. And we got, we got a show out of it. And hopefully you, you guys feel educated. So if you want to talk about something, I'm going to let you guys drive the ship. It's the offseason, man. Subscribe, iTunes, Audioboom.com, at LockedOnBengals, at James Erpine on Twitter. We're over 40,000 listens. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe. And until tomorrow, I'm James Erpine and this is the Locked On Bengals Podcast.